If you have a desire to do something different, if you're unhappy or like there's some project or some, you know, traveling or some place you want to go, obviously post COVID, like to do it and to find a way to make it happen. I mean, you know, it's like you can make excuse or you can, you can problem solve, find people that inspire you and ask questions, of, ask questions to people that are doing it right now. And, you know, you just, you just tomorrow, honestly, it's not guaranteed and you don't want to live a life and have regrets because there was something that you didn't do. podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello friends, Maestro here and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today we are finishing up our State of the Union series and I am incredibly, incredibly stoked for today's guest. We had a little bit of a back and forth. I will even let them tell you the story. We had a little bit of a, a time getting this together, but they are here and their story, to put it quite simply, is inspiring. It's remarkable. It's incredible. They are actually a travel couple, uh, a little bit different than the travel couple I had on in the past, uh, but they they called themselves a proud millennial, proud millennial hippies. I absolutely <laughs> love that. They've been doing this since 2018. Uh, they have Skip, one of the one of the two here, has taken on eight travel physical therapy contracts during that time, one in Hawaii. They have paid off student loans. They planned the wedding of their dreams. Also, they have a video of it. It's amazing. They honeymooned in Southeast Asia for nine weeks. And the thing that's really caught my attention, because you know I'm all about Instagram, is they built their tiny home. They're tiny home people. They built it. They've named it Bev. And now they are truly, truly living their best lives. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Skip and Jazz Johnson. Welcome, my friends. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yes, we're excited to be here. Yes. Dude, this is this is amazing. Jazz, I'm going to pass this right over to you. Can you actually tell us where here is for you? Um, Like where we are with Where them? you are right now. Yeah. Right now, this moment. Yeah, so we are in uh, Salinas or like Monterey, California, and we are at a campground. And um, we're here for Skip's 13-week contract and just do, doing our thing. This is amazing. Before we started, they were like, just so you know, we're at the campground, but we're not usually here during the week. So uh, there's also a race course, racetrack nearby and a shooting range. So if you hear anything, and I was like, this is amazing. You too. Yeah, we're doing it to you real. <laughs> this is just this is in, <laughs> incredible. Just absolutely. So Skip, I'll pass it over to you. How about if you tell us, before we get into the van life and the PT travel life, can you tell us how you and Jazz met? I'm actually really interested in this. Okay, so <laughs> we met when we were 18 years old at oh orientation um, at the University of Kansas. Um, oh, my God. 
so we i turned around basically and i was like i'm like this small town just super social friendly guy and i turned around and asked what did i ask you he well i apparently we had been like hanging out kind of like during like the orientation and then oh and then at at the the end end, and then at the end i asked her and my other friends i had made at the orientation if i could write their names down (laughs) so i could add them on facebook This, then, was, this was like 10 years ago. So anyways, Jazz has a boyfriend at the time. So we were friends for five years. And then once we were in grad school, we finally decided, hey, we should probably date. We, we actually like each other. Let's let's get out of the friend zone. <laughs> so you stayed in contact through this whole time and just like, yeah, Skip, you went to grad school there? Yeah, I went to grad school at the University of Kansas Medical Center, which was just a little bit further away from Lawrence, but in Kansas City. But Jazz actually went to Baker the following year to play volleyball. So we, like, uh, weren't going to the same school anymore, but would still hang out here and there okay, and remain yeah. good friends. And then I went to uh, – I got my MBA at Pittsburgh State University. Did you tra- – the two of you travel over to there and um, live there? Well, so I somehow finagled, like, only having classes, like, Monday through Thursday. So I would spend the – you know, spend <sighs> – like Monday through Thursday down at school and then drive up in Pittsburgh and then drive up to Kansas city like on the weekends. And then from like Thursday to Monday, basically. So it was like kind of a long distance, but not really. (laughs) I love, I love when I bring people on and their their stories kind of unfold and you start to hear these, like you just kind of threw it out there. Like, Oh, I finagled it. Like you did something. This is amazing. Like already you from the jump, you did something to be like, no, I want my life to look like this. And did you how did you manage to not have classes on Fridays? Um, I you know, I selected my classes carefully. And then even like for some of my classes, I would get them online, even though they weren't. You had you had a good relationship with your. Yeah. So so I was a graduate assistant. And so I had a good relationship with a lot of the professors there. And I even like convinced them to let me do a class that was in person. I convinced them to let me do it online. And I was like, oh, I love this. I'll, I'll be there for tests. You know, I'll do all the material, blah, blah, blah. And they, they were okay with it. So, I, Jess, have you always been like that? Like, you're at, you will ask for the things that you want, or is yeah. this, this you? Yeah. <laughs> this is so amazing. Yeah. So amazing. Something, it's like, you know, like, she's going to make it happen. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I with the van. I was like, you know, we're going to do this. It kind of took us like, uh, maybe we'll get into that. But Go yeah. ahead. You know what? I'm going to go ahead. You're already talking about it. I have other questions, but you're already talking about it. Go ahead with the story about the van. Go ahead, Jess. Okay. So we, when we started doing travel therapy, we knew at some point we wanted to live in a home on wheels and we kind of went back and forth. First, we started out with a van. Then we looked into it like, ah, oh, that's too small. And then, so then we got into like a huge fifth wheel, which is basically one of those like Mm -hmm. massive RVs. Yes. And then kind of over time. Oh, so then, then we're like looking up. I'm like truck camper, truck camper, all Mm -hmm. this. And then. And um, then a camper that our, a little teardrop camper, small camper that our Toyota Camry could pull. And then we landed on van life again. And then, yeah. So then we got married and we're like, we, on our wedding registry, we had a, a whole bunch of stuff to do RV and then when we came back, we needed to save up some more money. And then I was like, I just don't want to pull around an RV all the time. Like, and we'd have to buy a truck. Yeah. Like it just, mm-hmm. for all these different reasons, it just wasn't working. And then I just got like obsessed with van life. Like I was like on YouTube, on blogs for Instagram. like four months straight. Like Love it's that. all I could think about. And then I kind of like convinced Skip. 
Yeah. A little bit. Well, you started show. I would start watching stuff with you, yeah. and then, and then we were we were gonna make it happen sometime this year but then corona hit and my contract got canceled in la so we're like we're doing this right now like yeah so then we moved back home and found a van and then built it out and here we are i love that you said that in one sentence like this is a (laughs) massive undertaking like we built a van and uh then we lived our best life and here we are just skip when you folks were thinking about this when you two were thinking about this were people like you're crazy you can't do this did you meet oh, opposition? Yeah. I would like talk to my coworkers at work about it and they just were mind blown. Like they're like, well, how are you going to do X, Y, and Z? Like, what are, where are you going to go to the bathroom? Where are you going to shower? Yeah, always the question. What are you going to do? <laughs> yep. Yep. But um, basically just all of these questions that we didn't know the answers to yet, but we knew that we could figure them out. Let's keep going with that, Skip, because I already know the people want to know and are wondering like, but wait, where do they go to the bathroom? No. What's your setup like? So there's a bunch of different <laughs> setups you can do, but our specific setup, we go to the bathroom. So number one, <laughs> when we pee, um, we usually pee in Nalgene bottles. And I have uh-huh. a funnel for all the ladies that are wondering. Jazz. Like think about like a like a beer bong funnel. That's like, what I have. Yeah. Like the funnel Smart. at the end of a beer bong. It's yeah. literally that. But yeah. um, and then we just empty our Nalgene's when we can, when there's an appropriate place to do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, we like the Nalgene bottles because they seal super securely. Mm-hmm. So we don't want pee falling. <laughs> 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 um, and then, well, also, if we're in like a public place, obviously, we're going to opt to use the toilet. Yeah. Um, and then for number two, we almost always opt for the public toilet or the campground. So think like walgreens target or mm-hmm. walmart target or walgreens I or walgreens really wherever there's a home yeah. depot wherever they have toilets available um we do have an emergency camper toilet in our van oh, okay. so it basically folds up really compact so we can stow it away but we basically <laughs> poop into a compostable bag mm-hmm. and that's only for emergencies i think yeah. i've done it like twice if you I... want to my... i have done it more nah. i have like like stomach issues sometimes and it doesn't go well with living in a van and sometimes it's like yeah i have to go now yeah uh-huh so so this is then, again tmi but yeah not at all jazz that didn't deter you before because you i'm guessing you've had stomach issues before van life and you're like it's okay i'm gonna still this is fine i'm it's okay yeah absolutely i mean it was just like nothing was gonna stop me to li- like this is this is what i want to do like yeah like and what yeah. we want to do like i knew that if i'd never lived in a van that I would regret it. And you two are a force. And and I think that I was gonna look at it like, okay, well I'll just start eating healthier. Like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, I'll figure so, it out. So she has more control over her bowels. Yeah. yeah. I mean <laughs> I'm, I'm still working on that part, but it's getting better. I've put out red meat, that's helped a lot. She's lactose intolerant, so yeah. she likes uh, boundaries with that sometimes. I do. Anyways, okay. we're going to TMI right yes. now. But- I mean, listen, like we have, I've had people on here for uh, pelvic floor stuff. We had like an episode that was like basically yeah. just about pooping. Yeah, like, into the dirty. like this is, this is totally, totally fine. Skip, did you do travel PT from the jump? Was there ever like a. No, uh, so, uh, my last clinical internship was um, in a really good inpatient rehab facility in Kansas. And I loved okay. the staff there. I loved all the vibes there. So I stayed and I, they hired they hired me on right after I graduated essentially. Um, we went to Europe for two weeks right before that, and that's how mm-hmm. I caught the travel bug. But um, ah. I worked in a really good inpatient rehab for a year, 
following graduation and jazz had been working for about two years at that point mm-hmm. and after, after a year of working well after less than that probably six months of working and jazz and I were just like man is this life as we know it like is this even though I was happy in my workplace you know mm-hmm. it just didn't feel like it was what we were supposed to be doing so we started looking into alternative options um we were gonna buy a house and get a puppy in Kansas City <laughs> and then we were gonna move to Denver I actually interviewed for a job and they wanted me out there but they wanted me to come sooner than I was going to be able to, and we couldn't afford two rents. Mm-hmm. And we started looking into travel therapy. Well, actually, accidentally stumbled, in, stumbled into travel therapy. I had known about it before, but I was just reaching out about jobs in Denver to people who had like emailed me. And one of gotcha. the people I emailed was a recruiter for, I thought just for like jobs, but he was a travel therapy recruiter. So then ah. I called him and that kind of reignited our interest in travel therapy. And then we decided we were going to sell all our stuff and move to California for my first travel yeah. PT assignment. Yeah. It, so that probably happened in, around like Christmas of 2018 or, or okay. 2018. And then, so then in 2018, we kind of did some research for maybe three or four months. And then we were like, we're doing this even. And like people told us, you're going to, so his first contract was in California and they told us like, oh, you'll be back in three months. You're not going to like it. All these things. Oh and, my gosh. And like, you know, and I was like, well, let us experience it first. That, yeah. That kind of fuels our fire even more that now we're definitely not going to. Well, so no, we, exactly. we used to like humor people saying <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And now we're like, tell us what we can do. Yeah. We're going to do it. <laughs> Dude, I love it. And then Skip, we- how has PT been in general? Like, are you liking travel PT? Yeah, I actually really love it. Um, I still don't really know exactly what setting I want to land in long term. Um, I've worked in outpatient and inpatient rehab and acute care as a traveler. Um, I was go- I was going to do home health, but now we, we don't really know logistically how that would work in Bev and we don't mm, want to back up the market. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love outpatient and I love inpatient rehab. I'm not so keen on acute care, but I'll, I'll, I don't hate okay. it either. Um, wow. so yeah, I love being That's a PT, amazing. but it's also nice to be able to avoid burnout by having yeah. more time off between contracts and switching settings and everything like that. And you get paid more. Yeah. Yes. Generally, let's yeah. not forget about yeah. that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let's not forget about that. Jess, what do you do? So I recently started a, uh, to be a virtual assistant for a real estate company Lord. and, um, but so backstory I wasn't I was a financial analyst for three years out of school and I just was unhappy you know it it was a great place to work but I was coming home crying like too many times out of the week like just Mm -hmm. not feeling fulfilled I even you know I even had my own office like you know made good money and I just was like this this is not it and I was so anyways um then I kind of left and went into like the kind of contractor digital marketing space and I'm still kind of pursuing that too but um okay. right now I'm a virtual assistant for a real estate company she forgot Dude. to mention that uh she finagled her first year like when we moved oh, yeah. from Kansas City to California she convinced them to let let her work remotely and it lasted for about a year before she yeah. decided she was too was, unhappy and wanted to yeah. move on but Jess, how <laughs> what are what are you saying in these negotiations that people are like yes go ahead. Um, I won't, I mean, I won't lie. I was 
for this particular situation, I was stressed out to the max about it because I was like, if they say no, I'm, I'm going to quit. Like it was, Mm -hmm. you know, this or nothing. And, um, and I just, you know, I talked to like two of my mentors there and I laid out a plan and I said, I'm going to do this, this, and this, like, how can we make this work? And at the time we thought we were only going to travel for one to two years. So jokes Mm -hmm. on us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of another reason why I left after about a year because they were expecting us to come home. And I was like, that's going to happen. Um, But I don't know. My mom has just always instilled in me that like, you can do whatever, you know, like you're a badass and you, you, you deserve what you deserve the world. So that's just kind of what I believe. You you don't know if you don't ask. Yeah. You don't know. Don't ask. Yep. (laughs) Amazing. Like I love part of that. I just want to highlight it, that you left something good. Like, yes, you know, you said you were kind of stressing about things and you'd have rough, really tough days, but I think on paper, people would be like, it's perfect though. You get paid well and you have a secure job and it's set. And, you know, our stereotypical, like, this is really good. And you were willing to, you left it, but also you were willing to leave it. You just said like, hey, it's this or nothing. Like if they don't give it to me, I'm going to walk away. Mm -hmm. Like that, that conviction that you show up with, that's, Mm -hmm. that's inspiring, homie. Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Um, Another thing I want to add is afterwards, like, so being a financial analyst, people would give you immediate respect. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. I really struggled for kind of a while about like, Still not struggle. Yeah. I mean, not as much though, but I'm like kidding. with my, I, my identity not being tied to my career or like my, my value not being tied to it. And yes. um, so I've been kind of going through like kind of some self identity or self-reflection or self-value or worth whatever you want to call it but um and it's been like freeing or liberating but that is a lot of work to do yeah oh that's i'm really glad you brought that up and i asked you the question what do you do but it's one of my least favorite questions as a like a lead off for people because of exactly what you just said i think people ask that question and it's like kind of translate into like translates into like how should I respect you? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm never really fully convinced when people are like, what do you do that? They're like, I want to actually know. They're like, where does this put you in this, you know, yes, cast exactly. system? I, I tried to, I've tried to describe that to people before when somebody has like a nomadic or a traveler spirit, or even just like, I don't know, just the, the, the bravery to do things differently. Yes. Like those kinds of people don't ask you that question first. And if they do, it just feels different. Yes. I was actually going to ask you, stole the question. I was going to ask you, like, what do people ask you that you meet and the people that have this lifestyle? Like, I imagine that the discussions are very different. Oh, they're so much fun. It's, I mean, it's, this isn't directly what they ask, but it's more like what sets your soul on fire? What makes you, what gives you passion, right? Um, I don't, I don't have like a specific way that they ask it immediately, but it's more just like what makes you tick? what made you choose this life yeah I guess what made you choose this lifestyle Mm -hmm. or what got you into van life is a big starter question which is a whole slew of you know information to throw at somebody but have you met a skip have you met a bunch of people in the van life is that like you have like a new community of of friends and stuff now yes oh my gosh it's so amazing because we first you know the travel healthcare community was like oh my we're like oh my god these are our people like we've been waiting yeah. to meet these people forever and then like it's almost like this whole brand new community that it's almost like 
I mean, I would even say almost it's like these people are even more of our people than the mm-hmm. child healthcare community were. So it's been really cool. And we've made, I just want to preface that with like, we have some really good friends of the travel healthcare community, yeah. but also we've yeah. also made a ton of like really good friends already in van life. And, um, you know, like we had Thanksgiving with a couple we had met like a month ago and it just felt like we knew them Dude. forever. That is amazing. I, I actually read a lot of the comments on your uh, Instagram. There's certain accounts I will never read the comments because I know it's going to be a dumpster fire, but I read them on yours because I see that community showing up and people like talking. The, I, the one that's like jumping top of mind here is like the, the bathroom post you did uh, and just all people commenting and just everything you just said, both of you, about what people are bringing to the table and uh, you know, they're just their general disposition. I'm like, you can see it in the comments and you can see like the excitement that people show up with. They're talking about toilets and people are like, this is what I use, but we tried that. Oh, we're too old to do that. You used to be young still. And it's like, well, this is a whole new world. Like just, is this a, uh, Jazz, is this a forever thing? Um, yes. I, I mean, it. okay. Well, not van. Not maybe, maybe not van life, but home on like home on wheels. I would see like when we have kids, we would mm-hmm. make something like have a home somewhere and then spend like half a year there and then half a year on the road, ideally. But we also don't have kids yet, so that's hard to say. Yeah. Um, but I don't like we will. I think we will always have some sort of like mobile home whether it's full-time or part-time i mean we're still kind of figuring out exactly what our future life looks like but we know it's not going to be a conventional one whatsoever i mean it's kind of like with with travel healthcare we had no idea Mm -hmm. that it would lead us to this and now we have no idea where this is going to lead us like you know who knows but for now this is this is something that we are really enjoying and loving and there are challenging times but it's it's so worth it it's because you two are crushing it where would you want to go? Either of you can answer this. You can duke it out. Where would you want to, where do you want to go next? Like following this assignment? Yeah. Yeah. Like geographically. Are you trying to stay in California or you want to? I mean, so it's a running joke that we have the golden handcuffs on because we do absolutely love California and I'm seven out of my eight contracts here. Yes. (laughs) That's, we love it here, but that's also been because of like, you know, insurance changes, like, uh, when was that? Like at the end of 2018 or something. So we we came out to Cali after Hawaii because it was safe because there's always jobs here. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when, when COVID hit again, you know, we came back out to Cali because it's safe because if I got canceled, we can take another job here. But we'd love to go up the coast to Oregon or Washington. Okay. Yeah. And our, our big dream right now is uh, Euro Trip 2022 in the van. I'm sorry, in that van? Yes. <laughs> well, how do you get that over there? You ship it. Oof, put it on the ship. Got it. Yeah. Got it. You stay and... for like six months to make the cost worth it. I think it cost maybe well, two to a... three thousand. Oh, okay. Okay. To ship it. Okay. That's not as bad. As I thought it was going. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. You're shipping the whole vehicle. Yeah. Like in our home, you know. So then we can save yes. on housing and food because we can cook inside the van. So speaking of your home, Jazz. Yeah. When you decided to go into this lifestyle, did you sell all of your stuff? You just got like. And did you find that when you got started, you're like, we have too much stuff still? Um. So, yeah, we sold all of our stuff right before we left. We even sold Skip's car. We kept mine. And then we traveled in what we could fit in my or our Toyota Camry. And, mm-hmm. yeah, over time, we've slowly been getting rid of stuff. And 
we even, you know, we don't have a lot of stuff in the van still, but it still feels like too much stuff. You know, it's like when you, you only use, you know, the, the 2080 thing, like you only use 20 yes. of the stuff in the van yeah. or in your home or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. We just keep paring stuff down and I want to like for Christmas go like get just clothes that I can figure out different ways to wear them. So they look like different outfits, but they're only have like five clothing items. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm imagining there's like blogs and yeah. like accounts that are just like, this is what they do. Yeah. And it was easier for us than most probably to live into a van. Cause we had been traveling for around two years. So every time we'd come home, we would kind of like go through our things again and get rid of uh... more stuff. Um, whereas a lot of people, you know, are just living the, living the regular nine to five life in one house and then have to pair all their things. Yes. So I think we had it a little easier than them because before this, we only traveled with what we could fit in our Toyota Camry, which wasn't yeah. a lot. And this now is... we only buy things if we really, really want them. You know, if it's really mm-hmm. going to bring us like happiness or have a good purpose or whatever it may be, it's, you know, we put a lot of thought into what we buy. And usually it's if we buy something, we have to get rid of something else because there's only so much space. I love this. This is just my, I have the biggest smile on my face right now just to hear <laughs> you doing this. Like people don't do this. They don't chase their happiness. They don't figure out ways to move past the fear that holds them back from doing the things that they actually really, really want to do. This It's incredible to hear you doing it and doing it so early in life. Like you weren't like, oh, well, we got, I should have like a regular set thing and we did it for 15 years and then we decided like oh we hate it like you out out the gate we're like and this is not for us like that's just it didn't take us long to realize <laughs> this is amazing you skip how long what was the can you kind of detail what was it like actually building the van like how long did that take well so i think total three and a half months from oh God, so fast the day we started but um I forgot to mention, or both of us forgot to mention, that we literally did not know anything about building, about electrical setup, about plumbing, about anything related to what we did. So if anybody's listening to this and wants to build a van, you can do it if we can do it. That's amazing. Um, so anyways, what was the question? Sorry. Just what? How long? You, you answered it. Was how long does it take to build it? But you want to take us through that like journey of building? like That's amazing. What was yeah. it like? So, I mean, basically, sun up to sun down. I mean, we wouldn't wake up super early, but um, because luckily we have a lifestyle where, you know, I wasn't working at the time and Jazz was working very minimally as we were building. Which um, is another positive of travel therapy. Yeah. Because he could save up a bunch of money. I could afford to take time off. And then, yeah. But um, so, you know, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. when it got dark out, we were working on the van, whether that was, you know, researching what we were going to do which was usually done in the evenings and then we'd execute what we needed to during the day. But it was honestly very exhausting and we're still tired from it. (laughs) uh, We did it. I mean, we we looked at blogs, we looked at YouTube, YouTube, we looked at even, I mean, Instagram, what else did we look at? Um, Yeah. And we, we took it. Did you rent tools? Like, did you go to Home Depot and rent tools for stuff? Luckily, I have a huge family, and we just used all borrowed tools. So we amazing like, barely even knew how to use the electric screwdriver when we started. like we talk about <laughs> we talk about when we were drilling like the plywood basically into the studs in the floor, which is one of the first things we did. And we'd be like, 
take a deep breath before every single yeah. one. And it was like the simplest thing yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. But no, we just borrowed tools from my dad and my uncles um, and made it work. And I would say yes. the proudest things for each of us um, would be, so Skip did like our cabinets mm-hmm. and wow. those, and then my, my pride is our electrical system. Mm-hmm. And wow. both things were like, you know, it's crazy that we were able to learn and, and yeah. do these things. And I will, just because this is me, uh, her grandpa helped us with our upper cabinets. This That's is just... But yeah, yeah, but we built the doors. But then from what I learned from that, I was able to build our like base cabinets, our cabinets that are on the floor. So the ones I'm I'm looking like I'm looking at a picture of your you folks listening, by the way, their Instagram handle is Skip and Jazz Johnson. Uh, we'll link that in the show notes, of course. But you can go and they have pictures. It is amazing. These cabinets I'm looking at, you built them. These aren't like prefabricated no. and you hang them up. No, straight up. We built those cabinets. Shut Include the doors for them, which I didn't think I had imposter syndrome about at first. And then one day Jazz took a nap and I woke up and I was like, Jazz, I figured it out. <laughs> what? Shut. I'm literally looking at this right now. I'm like, oh, they like took these and, you know, measured it to whatever the, the prefabricated doors. This is amazing, you two. Like, what? And th- in three and a half months. Yeah. yeah is- and so a lot oh. of people will get like, you know, Ikea, like, uh, Ikea prefabricated yeah cab but we we looked and they didn't they weren't gonna fit what we needed to fit so we were like oh, i guess, guess we're building cabinets yes. <laughs> wow did you have a vision for this like did were you just looking at other stuff and you're like hey we'd like to have this like just the, the design of this is great the color scheme is great you have the wood on the ceilings like the kind of like recessed lighting like this is there was a vision how did you come up with this well since i had to like you know i was obsessed with fan life and i was looking at instagram and youtube and pinterest so i kind of had a a vision in my mind what i kind of wanted it to look like but we also we were kind of building it like piece by piece project yeah yeah. project by project so it was kind of like building on top of other things like even our um our countertops it's not the color i envisioned but i actually really like them now Mm -hmm. i had a different color in mind so um so yeah yeah and most this is... most people, you know, especially if you have building experience, will make like a blueprint of their van. Yeah. With the square footage and stuff yes, beforehand. And, I would imagine. And we tried that and it just <laughs> didn't really work because we didn't know what we were doing. And then one of the biggest mistakes we had, if you're listening, was Corona was happening. So we were scared we weren't going to get a fridge in time. So we didn't think our fridge through and kind of built our whole van around our fridge, which we're probably going to change out now. Yeah. Anyway. What are you going to do? Well, it's just, it's too big. It's too big and our van's mm. really small. Yeah. So we have mm. the tallest, or sorry, the smallest of like a van that you can stand up, stand up in. Mm-hmm. Of the popular van. Of the yeah. popular van. So you, there's, if you guys are interested, there's typically a Sprinter, a Promaster, or a Transit. And we have a Promaster, 136 okay. inch wheelbase, which doesn't mean anything to you unless you know anything about van life. So. <laughs> But I'm guaranteeing you're piquing people's interest and they're kind of like, wait a minute. That's the long and short of it. So you're going to get a new fridge. At some point. Before our Europe trip 2022. We're too tired right now. (laughs) Exactly. This is the like bed, uh, sofa, like seating. Yeah. It's like everything. That was something you saw on Van Life, Travel Life. And we're like, yeah, we're going to build this thing like that. Where did that idea come from? Yeah. It's one of the, it's, I would say it's pretty popular setup yeah. in a van so i mean you know in rvs where they have like 
the table that will come down and yeah. make an extra bed. So it's basically the same thing. Um, but we like this setup because it gives Jazz like a workspace during the day. And in our like temporary housing, when I've taken assignments in the past, she's had her desk in the room where she can see the bed. And I will mm-hmm. plan it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Happy place. So Got it. Good that I can't, you know, that we can switch it we up. We can put the bed away. Yeah. This yeah, is smart. I like it. Creating some separation there. You actually did a story, I think, about this the other day. Jazz, I'll pass this to you. Uh, and the the necessity, the value of alone time. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so I get my alone time during the day while Skip is at work and I need it, you know, I'm like a introverted extrovert. Like mm-hmm. I need my alone time. Skip, not so he like he needs it, but it's really hard for him to force himself to get it. Because I'm like an extroverted extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I, yeah. So I'll choose, I will choose to hang out with her or other people every time, even though I know how important alone mm-hmm. time is. So anyways, like she'll have to, we'll have to be like, okay, Jazz, go take a walk. Mm-hmm. Or she'll, mm-hmm. she'll, she'll like be like, okay, I'm going to go take a walk so you can be alone for a little bit. You know, cause being alone in your home is different than like going out on a walk or whatever. Yeah. I'm in here all day. So I, I try to, do, I try to give him like some space cause you know, we're, for as easy as this is like best friends and we really enjoy hanging out with each other and like on the weekend will pass and we're like shit you know you yeah. you were never alone you didn't and you're at work all day with people and so essentially so, i'm never alone ever yeah so it's just ever. it's so good for the mind and like our mental health to to take that alone time even if you're an extrovert had you thought about this going into it or was it something that as you entered into van life and did more of it you're like hey we need to make sure that we build this in um, we figured it out when we started traveling because mm. um, we only have the one car um, and mm-hmm. I'm, at, you know, I'm at work during the day and jazz works from home. So it's been like, a, it's been something that we've discovered since we started traveling. Yeah. And yeah. even before we got the van, he would at least get some alone time and his commute to work. Oh yeah. But now <laughs> I'm, you know, if he's in the van, I'm there always. <laughs> so so how do you get to work? Cause oh. do you drop him off or what happens here? I, uh so yeah i sit in the parking lot oh okay basically jazz is asleep in the van as i like or you're not really asleep on the drive but i wake up early i usually work out before work so i'll drive the van to work as jazz is still Mm -hmm. in the back we know it's very safe but um and then she'll work in the parking lot throughout the day my co-worker it's hilarious just how my co-worker and they think that she's like they're like, we feel so sorry for her. Is she cold? Like, did it? I'm like, she's hanging out at home. Like, she has everything she needs. Is she cold? <laughs> so, yeah. And then I'll usually, like, drive home. So then we'll or, or drive to our spot where we're sleeping. And then. So Bev's just hanging in the parking lot at my work. Gotcha. Yeah. We're and lunch together, too. So. Oh, yeah. We need to, we've just, you know, for oh. our relationship, for ourselves, for our, you know, um, what's the word? Yeah. Self care, yeah, taking mm-hmm. a long time is very important. Dude, how do you decide where you park at night? So when I'm on assignment, when I'm on a travel PT assignment, um, for tax purposes, we have to duplicate expenses. So that means we need to pay rent at home 
and we also need to pay, you know, money to live where we're working as well. So while I'm on assignment, we pay money at a campgrounds. Um, mm. When I'm not on assignment, we stealth camp a lot, which means, you know, you can, there are some places that'll let you stay like Walmart or Cabela's mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Um, there's this app called iOverlander and several other apps that you can check where people have marked places, you know, where the cops aren't going to bother you or that gotcha. are safe. Um, it also marks areas that you can like fill your water tanks and stuff like that. But... And then there's like federal land that you're legally allowed to stay on for free. What's it called? For, B- for, BL... Yeah, BLM land. BLM land. And you can stay there like um, for two weeks before you have oh. to leave. And then, but we haven't stayed there yet. Yeah. But I'm I'm looking forward to after this contract maybe because mm-hmm. then we can like crawl out, you know, set up yeah. camp and and not move, which is kind of nice. That view you have, Jazz, you got those plants. They're getting a little ocean view. Like Did that. you stay in that spot overnight or like what What no. was that? We always drive to those spots in the morning. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, then really California, they're, they're a little bit more like sticklers about family. Mm. Well, because this is the best place to do it. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's so, sunny for your solar panels. So. But like where we're from in Kansas, they, they probably wouldn't ever give us a second look because we just look like a work van. But here it's like, Okay, you see the solar panels and the fan. Like, okay, we know you're living in here. No, <laughs> and there's gotcha. a bunch of signs that say no overnight parking in certain areas yeah. because so many people do it out here. I mean, that, you know, know. rent and stuff is just a lot more expensive. So, yeah, no, totally. So you said solar panels, uh, and you actually did a really cool story the other day about your electricity situation, uh, Jazz. Since that was your your pride and joy, you want to talk us through that a little bit. What is what are you doing for power and Wi-Fi and yeah, that stuff. So for power, we have three or three one hundred watt solar panels that are on our roof, and then those hook up to our two batteries, which are we have two one hundred amp power. hour lithium batteries, and those are really good because you can. So with like lead acid batteries, they can only be drained down to like 50%. And with lithium, they can go down further without damaging the battery. Um, and oh. they just last longer. Um, and then we also have, um, so we have an inverter, which allows us to hook up to like household appliances. So like to plug in a blow dryer or straightener or, or, a computer, chargers, or computer chargers. Or computer chargers. Um, mm. Everything else is like 12 volts. So what, like a cigarette lighter. Um mm-hmm. And then, and that takes less power. So that's the benefit of doing 12 volt versus like 120. And hopefully I'm not losing you guys. This is, this took me like, well, keep going. Out. And then our third, um, so we can plug our inverter into shore power or to like a house to charge our batteries. And then our third mm-hmm. option is when we drive, our alternator charges our batteries. Mm-hmm. And we're not exactly sure if that's hooked up right, but I think it is. <laughs> so, but, so we don't we definitely don't rely on that. So we have three options. We have three ways to get power, basically. So in summary, our three ways of power are solar panels, um, shore power, like at an RV park, we can plug in and charge our batteries and the alternator charging as we drive. I mean, about our Wi-Fi setup. Oh, I love it. And then we have our Wi-Fi, which we have what's called a MoFi. And then we put a SIM card into it, and then it creates a wireless network, basically. Within the van. Within the van. Anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, as long as we, as long as there's cell service available. So I feel like that's a one thing with like going out, kind of off the grid, and yeah. uh, you know, even if you're just driving down the coast of California, like Central Cal has like no big Sur and such. It has like no service. Yeah. So you just like are just without there. You're like we're fine. 
no not there you don't you know if your phone doesn't have service we wouldn't have service. yeah so you just like go without and you're like we oh, you don't need yeah. it yeah so we'll just live we, our best life we, <laughs> yeah. we also have a we boost which which can boost the cell signal that is created by our router but um we haven't hooked it up yet we've had it for the whole time we've been in van life but we have to create like a custom mount to put it on the that roof seems like a lot and again we're fired <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like you, you're doing yeah. you're doing so much all right this is so it could take like it could take like one bar and turn it into three bars for instance uh, but, but we really okay. it, we need it but yeah we it's yeah. just we're struggling <laughs> take a rest you've you've done the most yes so skip when so part of the right this is the last episode of the state of the union and i'm i'm really excited that you two are the, the last one because i want us to like kind of leave on a positive note everything's been super positive but i want to go like this is like two people literally building and creating their best life but i would be remiss if i didn't ask what was it like when rona hit like we were already on the road you built during this time how was working so I was I was working at an inpatient rehab in the LA area when it hit and my contract got cut just like two weeks early. So it wasn't, you know, that devastating as far as like income goes. But um, we had been planning on going home anyway after that contract to build the van. So it just kind of expedited okay. the process a little bit. So, um, you know, it was kind of scary when Rona hit for sure. I was working in a hospital. Um, but after I got canceled, we just... We drove home. That was mm-hmm. like our sixth drive to or from California, I think. Wow. And we didn't buy the van immediately, mm-hmm. which in retrospect, I wish we would have. But mm-hmm. we were like, we're just going to get our shit together, like decide mm-hmm. what we want to do next. Um, I got a health and wellness coach certification, which I don't even know if that's what I want to do now, but it was still really good. Okay. Info. Um, and then a couple weeks or a month or two months after we were home, we bought the van and started building. Um, I'm from a town of about 2000 people. So small town USA and we built in my parents' backyard. So as far as like navigating, being around people, it wasn't that hard for us. Mm -hmm. Um, We did have to make like home Depot runs and stuff like that, but that's the only time we were around people. Essentially my parents Mm -hmm. have a big basement. So we just quarantined there for two weeks before we were really around them. Um, but it was, it was a very opportune time for us to build the van. Yeah. Um, we're very social. So if we would have been home and we would have been going to concerts and games and all that stuff. Weddings. Like my cousin. Yeah, weddings. So. And then you're like, we're building a van. In yeah, we're like, we're going <laughs> to take all of this energy we're and gonna build a van. All this lame time to <laughs> build a van. You two are remarkable. Jess, how was it for you? Um, I it was fine you know being being an introvert like I I didn't struggle as much as he did with not being around people and I knew like he he especially towards the end of the build Skip really was like needing that social interaction and I was like I could live out in this land and not talk to anybody and be fine Mm -hmm. Um, like Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing things around like going to concerts going to weddings but I have to kind of like it's good that I'm married to him because I have to get there. You know, like I would stay by myself if I had the choice anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I was, I was fine. Um, you're asking like mental health wise, how was it kind of anything? Just how was what was it like during, you know, the time of Rona? I would say I I honestly wasn't in a really good place at the end of the build, even though we were, I mean, it was very exciting when we'd like finish things, but like overall as you know, it's, 
how I define an extrovert versus an introvert, mm-hmm. how you charge your batteries. Like, yeah, I do that by being around people. You know, I, I see introverts needing to be alone to recharge yeah. their batteries, kind of. Um, For sure. I was pretty low, I guess, when mm-hmm. we were all finished, even though we had just and finished one of our dream projects. Yeah, that still makes like, sense. And I think we kind of look at it like this is our like this is our time. We're we're living our best life, and we're only going to be twenty eight with no kids one time. And mm-hmm. we want to we wanted to be traveling and going to all these places and spending time with family and friends. And so that was kind of hard because for sure, um, you know, we were you couldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how are you now skip oh i'm good i think even honestly just just working is has helped Mm -hmm. i'm still talking to people i mean it's not like my ideal social situation (laughs) but um i think just being around you know people and even though it's weird times you know i've got all my ppe on the patients have got people and i think the instagram fam has oh yeah Yeah. i am chatting on instagram <laughs> right now like my dms are just going wild because i'm yes. chatting with everybody I'm, I'm like who did you make best friends with now <laughs> but that's that's honestly been a really good outlet because i'll i kind of get a i know it's not the same as like face to face but you're still making friends and yes. chatting with people so <laughs> i i love that, that that inflection in your voice there jazz who did you make best friends with now skip what, what are you doing over there <laughs> this is amazing i'm keeping my eye on the time i'm gonna wrap it up soon but i would like to have you keep talking about that a little bit skip how has social media been for you well so i we actually talked about this a little bit yeah um i initially you know didn't have the best perspective on social media and jazz for sure been kind of gradually working me into i guess being more open to the idea of it but i was only focusing on you know the negative things um because there's a lot there are a lot right right. and feeling like you know people were fake most of the time Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but if you follow the right people you find that that's not actually true um and now i i love it i mean we try to be as authentic as we can on our account and you can if you're if you're around it enough you can tell who is and who isn't yeah authentic i guess yeah, um, and if you spot on, and it's your choice on who you follow, right? So you can you follow people that are being fake, or you can follow people mm-hmm. that you feel like you can connect with and learn from. So um, it was kind of nice that we we both have our individual accounts, which we don't do a good job of keeping up with now. But um, it was nice creating our Skip and Jazz Johnson account because we kind of got to start with a clean slate on who we followed. Mm-hmm. It's so it's true again, folks. Their handle is Skip and Jazz Johnson. Uh, we will link everything, but it's just really what is the word freeing? I, I think that's maybe the word to follow you two and watch you two. And like it is genuine. I spend my entire life on Instagram, and you nailed it. You can tell what's real, what's not, what's fake, what's curated, um, and you can just get a feel for the people on the other side of the screen. And it's contagious watching you just the happiness and you can't not scroll through your feed and be like i want to go do something that makes me happy i don't want to live in a van absolutely not it's not for me but (laughs) i look at you two and i'm like but i want to have the same kind of happiness i want to do whatever it takes for me to have that happiness and this is largely why i was so excited to bring you on today because you can feel it you can hear it you can see it in your account all right, so I got one more question for each of you, and then I will leave you alone, okay? 
I'll let uh, Jazz, you can go first. Okay. Is there anything that you'd like to leave the people with? Anything at all? Um, I would say if you have a desire to do something different, if you're unhappy or like there's some project or some, you know, traveling or some place you want to go, obviously post COVID, like to do it and to find a way to make it happen. I mean, you know, it's like you can make excuse or you can, you can problem solve. Um, and and find people who inspire yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and find people that inspire you and ask questions of, but ask questions to people that are doing it right now. And, yes. you know, you just, you just, tomorrow honestly it's not guaranteed and you don't want to live a life and have regrets because there was something that you didn't do amen i love that skip what you got i think if if you are struggling right now um it's important to know that you have to love yourself before you can love others and love life we've we've both been on our own journeys Mm -hmm. to self-love and are still on that journey Mm -hmm. luckily we have each other to you know it's easier when somebody else sees it from the outside than being introspective and seeing it within yourself. But um, just to really work on loving yourself to make your life better in general. Just spoken like a true millennial hippie. I am so here. I am so here for that. Folks, I met Skip, uh, I guess the end of last year, he he came to one of my maestro courses and I was like, who is this man with this beautiful hair (laughs) here? Sitting on the floor with this blanket, just <laughs> chilling out. Like this is since day one, it's been great to be around you and and feel your energy. And I thank both of you tremendously for taking the time and rescheduling so many times and just thank you for being so accommodating with this and thank you for leading from the front. Your story is truly, truly inspirational and I'm honored to end this uh state of the union series with your story so both of you skip jazz thank you so 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 very much so much thank you thank you for all the good energy and everybody remember to do what sets your soul on fire did i learn that in your class i mean that might have been the first and last slide i think i think that that was definitely in your powerpoint (laughs) (laughs) so good you folks listening thank you i know you could have been doing anything else and you chose to listen to us you chose to listen to this series and for that i am endlessly 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 grateful not going to ask for any subscriptions or likes or anything like that if you enjoyed this episode, if you love this episode, if it landed, do me a solid and share it with somebody who you think it can help. Like they said, be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Alrighty, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Skip, Jazz, and Maestro, 